What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 57 of the Steam Deck Podcast, Flip Screen Games Weekly Gaming Podcast, all about Valve's portable PC powerhouse, the Steam Deck. I'm your host, Pete and Messi, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. Welcome back. We got a big week. Very big week. Finally. Steam, Steam OS 3.5. Yeah. It's here. When when did we first start talking about this? I feel like it was March. It yeah. was a long time ago. I was gonna I was gonna say I think it was Q one of this year. I it, like it was not quite the beginning of the year, but close enough. Well, I remember we've done multiple episodes about features that have made it into SteamOS three point five. We did an episode about VRR on the way. We did an episode about the features of of um, potentially SteamOS 3.5. We did an episode about the SMT toggle thing. There's like we did an episode talking about so many. We did an episode talking about the potential ramifications of it being a alternative to Windows for PC gamers. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and whether <laughs> it's like whether it's going to be the the version that has uh, uh, like an installer. That was three months ago. The one where it was like, is it going to have an installer? Yeah. Uh, we spoke four months ago about like the saturation controls and things like that. Point there being, so many times we've spoken a about hot this topic for us this yeah. year. Yeah, and it's like we're we're on the cusp of it, right? Like, obviously, uh, it's just entered preview, so we're not, you know, we're not at beta yet. We're not at full release. Well, but... pre preview is the new name for beta. Oh, so okay. like I didn't realize know, that they like... changed the name. Sorry about the that. stable channel, the preview channel, the beta gotcha. candidate channel, and then the main channel, which is like coming in really hot. Um, so it's finally made it. This is like the first time it's hit beta. So you've you've installed it. You've been playing around with it today. I I haven't gotten to check it out yet, and I I have lots of questions for you. But I guess before we get into specifics. What are your overall impressions after a couple hours fooling around with it? Does it feel like it's living up to your expectations? Uh, no, no, it's not. It's oh, uh, it's, no, oh it's, no, uh, I wasn't uh, expecting uh, that. It's not ready. It's uh, it's not ready for stable. I hope they don't release this on stable for a very long time. Uh, and it's a bit disappointing considering it's been in development for so long. It feels like they've been distracted probably with a Steam VR project. Um, and are now only coming back round to finishing up 3.5. But if you use this docked, I'll talk a little bit about it later on. If you use this docked, you can have serious problems. Um, it's no. it's not ready there. Uh, if you're entirely handheld and you never play your Steam Deck docked, then this is a really good update. Okay. Um, we've finally got the vibrancy and temperature sliders. And uh, Valve did something interesting, which I never expected them to do. Uh, they now natively emulate sRGB, the sRGB color space, rather than the color space that, the, that was native to the panel, which means that by default out of the box, uh, when you install CMOS 3.5, your screen will be a little bit more vibrant and a little bit warmer. Uh, you can tweak that. You can turn that back down, and it's a full slider range uh, up from the, the native default all the way up to, they call it boosted mode, so you can have it really, really vibrant if you want, and you can, if you prefer a cooler uh, color tone or a warmer color temperature, you can change that as well. You can toggle those, which is really nice. No, answer a question for me there. <clears throat> Does that impact performance at all? Or is that just no, kind of like, okay, that's what I figured. I figured it was just kind of like, 
Um, it's like it's like just changing the screen display, brightness. Yeah, remember, like, you used to have channel. the buttons on the on your monitor, and you would like change them in there. You know, it's yeah. like similar to that. Um, it's all done through Game Scope, uh, which is the the uh, the like layer over the top of SteamOS that renders all the images in game mode. It's built on Wayland. Okay, I figured it was probably something like that. Because, but like when you hear. What did you just call it? The, the like the ultra vibrancy mode or whatever? Boosted mode, they call it. Boosted mode. You hear that and you're like, oh, like is that is that basically you know, it, looks, it sounds it, like a performance yeah. thing, you know? It looks crazy. And it's similar to uh there's the Switch OLED has this as well. It has like a, a boosted mode, and by default the Switch OLED boosts the colors and you can turn it down in the settings. But people really like boosted colors. It's not native and it's not, you know, what the artist necessarily intended you to see but it's a choice that you can make as a player if you want to have your colors like crazy saturated you can do that now very nice i think for some games i can definitely see the benefit of something like that because there are certain games where like the palette is like maybe a little overly muted and i could see that adding some like nice dynamic contrast to something like you know maybe yeah. like fallout or something like that oh, right? well your fallout is just gonna boost the green it's gonna look even greener <laughs> than it did but those, before that, those greens will really <laughs> pop you know yeah it'll be nuclear <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> So what other what other display changes are, are we looking at? So um, on the internal display, because there are some changes that are specific to ex external displays, they've finally brought in the stretch and zoom scaling options. So if you have a game that's 16 by 9, you can now choose to either zoom in and it will keep the aspect ratio, but zoom in so you'll miss a little bit off the side of the screen. Or you can stretch it to fill that 16 by 10 uh, I personally hate both of those options, and I'd rather play the game with black bars. Top I don't know why you would some ever... people really like it. Yeah, I don't know why you would ever do that. But I'll say this: no judgment. If that's how you like to play, that's cool. You know, we 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 accept all kinds here. Um, but my question is why? If somebody in this some, audience, some people get really distracted by black bars, top and bottom. Would you be distracted by there being missing content or the? everything yeah, being but... distorted though like... a little bit stretch. it's only gonna be a tiny bit stretch but it would be enough for me to notice that i would be annoyed by it yeah like but like it's obvious that it's stretched you know like it's only a little bit but it, to me it, it reminds me of uh did you ever play a game boy color game or a game a game boy on a, on a game boy advance and yeah, you and press you r it. and it would yeah. stretch it and it's like this looks fucked up like this it's is... like who's playing it like this now yeah, yeah. mario's like, even fatter than he usually is yeah leave the black bars they're fine well it's an option and and people like choice and it's there now which is good they also added in um nvidia image scaling nis uh, but I have a feeling this is a bug, and it shouldn't be there. This was added in like I'm sorry. OS 3. You think it's 3. a bug that that it's that the feature is present at all? I think it's a bug that is visible on the Steam Deck. I think it's it's in SteamOS 3.3. I think they added this and and to the Steam client. Um, and I think it's only for Nvidia cards. So I have a feeling that'll be gone soon. But I might be mistaken. They might be using Nvidia image scaling, and it works on AMD. Um, cards. I don't know why you'd use that over FSR or linear scaling, but the options there. I don't know if it does anything. I haven't ha haven't really tried it. Haven't had a need to try it. 
I, I, it's so funny because when you said that, you were like, oh, I think it's a mistake. And I was like, why? And like not even thinking that it's an AMD inside this Steam Deck. It's like, all right, duh. Why would there be any? Yeah, why would you even have that? But it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe they're taking advantage of it somehow. Maybe it is just an error. But I don't know. Maybe that it, it speaks to the idea of, of maybe like an eGPU, like you've been saying at some point. Who knows? Yeah, but I feel like they need to make these switches visible when when relevant right because yes. they've ad also added in hdr and vrr support the vrr toggle is there 100 percent of the time when you're in handheld mode the vrr toggles there and it just is grayed out and says the display doesn't support it well if i'm in handheld mode and the steam deck doesn't currently support it one maybe they're releasing a steam deck that does have vrr and then maybe that's the reason why it's there sure but if that's not the case then get rid of the toggle. I don't need to see it. It's just cluttering up the space and I can, you know, I can press the button and it does a do 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 noise when you like press it and like it's like grayed out. The similarly, the HDR toggle's there, but the HDR toggle disappears when the screen doesn't support HDR. So I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't That's know so why. Funny. The VR one stays, but the HDR one goes away when it's I was, not needed. I was about to like I was about to like play devil's advocate and be like, ah, maybe that's Maybe that's a thing they're planning on getting out before it reaches stable and it's like finicky or something and they left it in there for now. Just, But it's like, wait, what? One of them mm. goes away, but the other one doesn't? And the Steam Deck doesn't even support VR. That's so funny. Yeah, it's really weird. I think it's it's a quirk of how they handle the uh, the image display. So everything goes through DisplayPort. The, the panel uh, that's in the Steam Deck goes through a DisplayPort connection. And so Linux sees it as DisplayPort. And okay. I think when you plug in an external uh, display, that also goes in as DisplayPort and it does a conversion to HDMI. And so I think maybe Linux doesn't realize or SteamOS doesn't realize that both of them are DisplayPort, yes, but one of them is an internal screen and is never going to support VRR, so you don't need to show the toggle for that. It would be good if they could kind of figure it out to hide it. I understand wanting to show the toggle when it's docked and being able to see that it's docked um, and, and knowing that, oh, something's not right in my setup. VRR toggles there, but it's not currently supported for some reason. Uh, I can understand wanting to keep the toggle around for that, but I don't need to see it in the quick access menu when I'm in handheld mode. It's just annoying that it's there. It's just another toggle that I need to scroll past to get to what I want in the performance tab. Uh, and that performance tab's getting really cluttered. I feel like they need to rearrange things in there a little bit at some point. Um, so I, I know you've had... So you talked about this. I don't remember if you said this on the show last week or if we talked about it offline. But you were talking about wanting to to do a video. You bought this new high quality cable. You were going to try to test some of these features, and you know you you said earlier, right, that you you talk about the um output to a second mm -hmm. display. How how is that working? And are you finding that you're able to take advantage of this stuff like you wanted to, or? What, like I, I know you've run into some problems, but what, what are they and how much are they a problem? So this is the biggest issue that I have with um, SteamOS 3.5 as it currently stands in preview. And obviously this may all be fixed by the time it reaches stable. I hope so. So when you update to SteamOS 3.5, you'll get, if you use the official Steam Deck dock, the dock will get a firmware update and it will uh, then supposedly support HDR and VRR. 
I had no issues with HDR. Wonderful. Looks great. Looks really nice. The whole UI gets output in HDR as well. Oh, so nice. you get really nice colors. Huge. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And the games are all rendered in HDR when supported as well. So Baldur's Gate 3 look really good. Um, VRR support, however, is is a mess at the moment it's it's confusing it's not clear if it's if it is ever going to work over hdmi or if it's not going to work over hdmi so vrr has multiple implementations so my tv is an lg uh, bx or cx it's um it supports amd FreeSync as well as the HDMI standard, HDMI 2.1 VR your, mode. Let me pause you right there. Should I show the video that you've included here now? You can do, yeah. So okay. at the moment, on when you have an LG TV, and this is from all LG TVs from the C9 all the way up to the latest version, so that's from any TV from 2018 onwards, if the HDMI port has AMD FreeSync turned on and there are and it's turned on by default, when you t- plug your Steam Deck in, it will no longer render an image. It will not output an image until you turn off HDMI, uh, AMD FreeSync Premium on your TV. And this has to be a bug. This has to be an issue with the implementation of AMD FreeSync on SteamOS. Because it doesn't happen when I downgraded to SteamOS 3.4.8 to double-check. Really? Had no issue with it. It's an issue in SteamOS 3.5 and it's being tracked on GitHub currently. There's a lot of people that have had this issue. On the LG C1, which is a newer TV than mine, um, it's even worse. Apparently, it just doesn't work entirely until you downgrade to SteamOS 3.4.8. VRR, so someone on GitHub said, VRR is enabled on the display, but not on the Steam Deck because the option's grayed out, and you can't turn it on. Um, I've tried manually enabling it in in, uh, desktop mode, and it doesn't doesn't work. People have had issues with um, Philips TVs that also support it. I have tried through the HDMI cable. I've tried multiple HDMI cables. I tried the one that came with my Xbox and the one that came with my PlayStation. I've tried an old HDMI 1.8 cable. Uh, all of that gives me an issue. Until I turn off FreeSync on my TV, then it works. And I had no issue previously. So if you have encountered this issue with SteamOS 3.5, turn off FreeSync on your TV if it supports it, and then you will be able to get a picture. That is so strange. What do you make of, of this error? Like, what, what do you think is going on? So I'm pretty sure the implementation of FreeSync is balked, and I think the TV is getting a signal from the Steam Deck saying that the Steam Deck supports AMD FreeSync but it's not outputting a FreeSync image because the option's grayed out on the Steam Deck. But you can't turn VRR on unless you can see it on the TV. And as soon as you turn FreeSync off, then the Steam Deck thinks that VRR is not supported because FreeSync's turned off in the TV settings. So you can't make them match up. So if you want to use VRR at the moment uh, via AMD FreeSync over HDMI, it's not currently possible. And it's a real shame. And I tried get working around this by using the DisplayPort um, socket on my uh, Steam Deck dock uh, and using a, an active cable. So there's two different types of cable, active and passive, which supports DisplayPort++. Um, and that didn't work either. VRR didn't work through that. I kind of expected it wouldn't. Uh, but it's, it's a real shame because I was really looking forward to VRR. It was going to be it's the big headline feature for me, at least, is, is VRR support 
means I wouldn't have had to worry about making sure I hit 40 frames per second on my 120 hertz panel. Um, and I could have just had VR or FreeSync just kind of tidying everything up. Um, and it's it's uh, a mess, and I hope it gets fixed. It seems like it might actually be a Linux kernel issue. Someone reported there seems to be in the Linux kernel 6.1 that SteamOS 3.5 is using. Um, and I know that that FreeSync is a pain, and an HDMI free VRR is not possible on Linux due to proprietary licensing reasons. Um, but AMD have committed code to the Linux kernel to enable FreeSync. FreeSync does work over HDMI on Linux. It's just broken in, in SteamOS currently. Um, I managed to, with uh, an X11 config file, turn it on in the uh, desktop mode. And it, my TV then reported that FreeSync was enabled, but um, the but Steam the Steam Deck was still not outputting a FreeSync signal. It was still outputting a static 60 hertz or 120 hertz signal. So I know that a FreeSync signal from the Steam Deck to my TV is possible. Uh, it's just not being output by the Steam Deck. And I'm hoping that they can fix the connection problem or enable you to turn on VRR mode for the the socket uh, for the display you're about to plug into they've got at the moment the safe mode that you can turn on it would be nice if they had an option in the display settings to be like enable vrr for external display i can plug it in see if it works if it doesn't work then i can unplug it and turn vrr off that seems like a solution that would solve it yeah almost immediately um and i don't know why it's not there currently i mean you gotta hope that that's <clears throat> i guess why we're in you know the testing phase right now right that they'll get this kind of feedback from users like you and then hopefully we'll get it implemented properly yeah there's 22 people that have reported the issue over on github by the looks of it um so it seems like the the issue is and it's been been reported multiple times over multiple issues and people are um and it seems to be not just with the steam deck dock it seems to be with with other docs as well third-party docs i did try a third-party doc that i've got um, and that doesn't even support HDR. So your mileage will vary depending on what dock you've got. Some docs will support HDR and VRR, some won't at all. Um, the Steam Deck dock does support HDR and VRR. It's just a bit of a messy implementation at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel confident that they're going to solve the problem? Because it's like, on the one hand, I want to say yes, because I feel like generally they are so proactive with identifying these problems and then coming up with solutions. But in the same breath, I think one of the worst things that they've done has been the docked experience, right? Like oh, yeah. they Big talked time. about that from the launch as it being part of this thing's functionality, that it would be able to have that switch like docking experience and that there would be this proprietary dock that they were going to release and it would have these updates and it would be a seamless experience. And, you know, in our review that we did of it when it first came out, we talked a lot about like it's overall a good quality product for the price and like the fact that you get this extra charger and you know, yada yada. But like, I feel like our faith in them for improving the docked experience has not really been rewarded, you know. Whereas, like, I think in the other when it comes to software side of, of updates and implementations. I do generally still feel pretty confident that they're going to come up with solutions that are elegant and and quick, right? But like 
you've not really seen that same sense of urgency uh, with improving yeah. the doc. I mean, experience. I 100% agree with you. I'm, I mean, and up until now, uh, still, right? You go to the, the page on, on the, for the Steam Deck doc, you go down to the tech specs section, prior to us even buying it, right? I did a review, and they, after the fact, put this up, in the middle of me doing the review, they had to add two, two like, asterisks. MST support currently requires both HDMI and display ports to be in use. Update is forthcoming. FreeSync support is in progress. Update is forthcoming. 3.5 is the update we're waiting for to enable FreeSync support. Still not fully baked. And I get that this is a preview, but we've been waiting so long for this. I bought. I mean, when did I do this, the doc review? That was last year, right? I'll look it up. Yeah, we did it. We did it right when it came out, right? It was so it I'm... was sometime last year because I remember doing the doc review, and then and my dad asked me, should you know, should I get the official doc or should I get a third party doc? And I was like, get the official doc because they'll do these firmware updates and you'll get a charger um, bundled with it. But the firmware updates, like you say, have been few and far between. They've not really added any additional functionality. Now we are getting HDR support through it, which is great, and supposedly FreeSync support, uh, but it's just. It's yeah, it just a, when it was 11 months ago when we did yeah, the so review. It's taken, it's taken a year for them to add support for this. That's a very long time. It really feels to me like the team has been stretched thin and they're working on a lot of projects internally. And the doc got, got sidelined, and that's fair enough. You know, external display support got sidelined, they focused on the core product of the steam deck which is the the handheld yeah. experience you got to imagine they recognize that there's just it's probably a not a huge percentage of the user base that's clamoring for these features and that's not to like excuse the fact that they're still not here like the fact that we're 11 months out and they sold us a product for nearly a hundred dollars and it still doesn't do the things that it was it's promised it can do that is a problem like I, i'm, I'm yeah. not i'm not giving them a pass but i i feel like i'm with you where like i get it like, I get why that's the decision, because I don't know how many people are really trying to use the Steam Deck that way anyway. And you could argue that maybe more people would if the experience was better and yada yada. But, like, we know that they're launching a, a, another VR headset. You know, we talked last week about... We don't, we don't know that yet. We, we think it's coming. We well, don't know for certain. No, we know it's coming. We just don't know if it's coming... In that imminently, right? Like, because we talked last week about. I mean, I thought SteamOS 3.5 was coming imminently seven months ago, and but, and it took a long know, time. We know the Decker yeah. exists, though, right? Like, like yeah, we've seen patents change, for it, but... we've seen rumors for it, but you know, yeah, we don't know if yeah. and when it's coming at any time. But point being, they've been working on it, right? So, yes. like that that device is in active development. We talked last week about the rumors about this, you know, consulefied. PC that is potentially part of their VR strategy that is potentially another skew like that could be another device that's been you know taking a certain amount of their attention away from improving the docked experience um you know that doesn't feel good that you know we paid for a product that in retrospect feels underbaked i don't i still think it's a good value i still think if you need a dock that that's probably the one you should buy because you're getting the charger and the, i tell you what though it's it, like a 50 dollar charger feel, it, it did not feel like a good value when i updated the steam os 3.5 and i and went now to you go can't and i went it. to go i went to go plug in to play some jackbox with some friends that came over the fucking thing didn't work 
and I had to go and get the external little Amazon dongle. Yeah. And that thing worked. That and it's sucks. like, it's like, this is, this is a crappy experience. It's crummy. And, and that's, and that's, I guess that's where my reservation comes from, right? Is like, are they going to solve this problem? Are they going to yeah. give I think you they that have improved to. experience? The, the num- it's not just LG TVs that are affected. I have an LG TV, so I know about that. But there are people reporting that they've had the same issue with Philips TVs, with Samsung displays, with all sorts of uh, all sorts of TVs that support FreeSync. I think because this is a default on so many displays that FreeSync is just on all the time, some displays don't even let you turn it off. Unfortunately, my TV does, because otherwise I would have had to downgrade to SteamOS 3.4.8, and I wouldn't have been able to use any of the HDR features with it. If it's not someone like me, they update and it just breaks. They're just like, oh, it's bricked. It doesn't work anymore. And it was working perfectly. The setup on my TV is the same. Nothing else has changed. It just doesn't work anymore. And you go and you plug in a third party dock and that works. You just, your instant, your instincts go the same. Mine did initially. It was like, oh, the firmware update has bricked my dock. Great. But that's not the case. It's just a weird configuration issue between SteamOS and the TV and it not communicating that VRR is on. And there are people that have looked through the logs and they're just like, yep, the the SteamOS knows that the display supports VRR, but you cannot turn it on. And so there's like a miscommunication between the two. And that's where the issue lies. And for you to figure that out, you need to have a a pretty high level of technical know-how or... Yeah. be a member of like the github community right which is like that's a very specific venn diagram of of and subset of users right like the idea that the average user that bought this device is going to update the firmware and it just stops working my dad's going to right if this <laughs> comes bad. out unstable if this comes out to stable and my dad updates to it he's got an lgc1 or c2 he's going to plug it into his dock He's going to expect it to show up on his TV so he can play Baldur's Gate 3 or whatever he's playing, and it's not going to work. And he's going to be like, why? Well, I can tell you why. It's because they've screwed something up. And you can fix it by downgrading currently, but if this makes it stable from preview without being fixed, then that's a serious problem. I don't think it will. I think they will fix this before it gets there. I think they'll fix it too. Um, I guess it's just a matter of how long. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't want to be waiting another seven months for them to figure this out for it to then get through to stable i guess the hope is that it won't take that long because it's moved this far now like and usually things don't stay in beta that long before they move to stable so hopefully this is like uh emblematic of the idea that this is now the primary focus is getting this updated and finalized and ready to go but yeah big if let's about what I might do is try because I've got still got Windows uh, 10 on that, um, that flash micro, uh, that little flash stick. I might see if FreeSync works with that, and then I'll know definitively that SteamOS is the problem and that they might be able to fix that because, and it's not a hardware issue and it's not a mis, it's not a configuration. It rules that out at that point, and it is just if something is SteamOS, it can be fixed with software, uh, and I hope and I hope it can. Because a lot of people will benefit from VRR, especially as you scale up on a TV. You know, you can hit 40 frames per second at 800p. But if I want to get to around 40 frames per second on a 1080p screen, and it sometimes dips down to 35, 
FreeSynchro smooth that out for me and it'll be perfect. And I'll have a great experience with stuff like Diablo 4 or Baldur's Gate 3. And that's that's what I was hoping for with, with FreeSync when this update was announced. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, here's hoping, right? Like, it's something that they've obviously, you know, been thinking about for a long time now, 11 months. So hopefully uh, hopefully a, a, a final satisfactory solution is is near at hand yeah and and it's and this update really seems focused on the external stuff right you've got the hdr support and the vrr support that only it really only benefits external displays because the internal display won't do it and it's weird that these bugs happen but also there's some other weird stuff that when you dock it the steam deck's backlight stays on now all the time it won't it doesn't turn off the display like it used to so you just have like a, a slightly gray glowing screen behind next year tv as you as you play again i think that's something that can easily be fixed in a patch um and if you boot up the steam deck say it's off entirely off and you go plug it in and you boot it up when it's in the dock hdr will be washed out and you have to like unplug it and plug it back in or if you were in hdr and you unplug it and then you go to desktop mode then desktop mode looks too dark and it's like really weird text rendering. You have to restart the Steam Deck in order to fix it. These are all minor things. The the big thing is VRR, but um, that combined with the fact that external drives now auto mount when it's uh, when it's docked could make Steam Deck a really really great little computer for your living room because you can have all of your games stored on an external drive like they're ready to go games that you maybe only play on your tv right i'm thinking stuff like jackbox or multiplayer games you know something like multiverses you might only want to play that on your tv when your friends come around and you might not play that on the go you can have that on an external drive so it's not taking up space on your steam deck or your sd card and then when you dock it you get vrr you get hdr you get access to all of those games and you can just play them like i'm that really excites me as well the fact that external that's drives really attractive. supported yeah, especially if they're able to get <clears throat> like the docked experience improved and everything like we're talking about, like it would, I think, go a long way to having that more modular experience that we've talked about. Where like if there are, you know, like 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 maybe like a bigger, more like AAA game that like doesn't run as well, uh, you know, like I don't know, like I'm thinking about like something like, I mean, like I guess Baldur's Gate Three is even a great example, right? Like that runs really well in handheld mode, but I could see you wanting to plug it in and turn the shadows up and, and take advantage of that stuff and, and play it that way instead. And that's a huge game, right? Like that game takes up like most of the hard drive space on my Steam Deck right now, right? So if I did get to a point where I was like, ah, you know, I'm finding I'm enjoying playing this on the TV more than handheld. I want to get more games back on the deck. You could like have that degree of separation of like, these are my TV games. These are my on the go yeah. games, you know? I think that's really cool. And you just swap them out. You know, you can go to the storage section and you can move things between the storage, which is really good. So it's a nice feature to have. And yeah, that's cool. I was, you know, I was thinking you could also have like some some ROMs on there if you're emulating stuff and you want to be able to kind of swap them back and forth. You can do that. Uh, you would have to need to, you'd need to go into desktop mode in order to do that, but it would auto mount now. You wouldn't need to mount it manually. Um, and the SMT changes are a big deal for emulation in SteamOS 3.5. We've known about these for a long time. We've known that they made it into um, SteamOS 3.5. We spoke about them, right? 
but th they're finally here for people who on the beta channel who aren't you know bleeding edge wanting to run from main you no longer need power tools at all if you're playing emulated games use the, i did a whole video on it right how to get the most out of gamecube emulation and most of it still stands right but the biggest thing the biggest takeaway from that video is use power tools enable uh, disable simultaneous multi-threading so that the the three cores can get as much power as possible and it automatically disables it now as it should so you don't have to worry about that so when you're emulating now if you use emudeck you can just or even if you've installed dolphin from the discover store you can just go ahead and you can play your games and you don't have to worry about any slowdown which is and great. It'll, it'll do that for you like you don't have yeah to it does it for you it automatically, or... automatically detects that smt should be disabled um for this specific use case that rules that's such yeah, a specific, really like this is what i'm talking about though right like what a what a specific thing that was affecting a subset of users and they're like cool got it it's built in now like there's a they're, lot of they're users. great about that yeah they're really great about that you know yeah and and this doesn't only affect um emulation it does affect older games as well like older games that that sure, weren't sure. weren't built for uh, smt or hyper threading um but for the most part, it was people emulating games that wanted that needed as much power to the the fewer cores as possible. Excuse me. Very cool. Very cool functionality to see them get figured out. So uh, you know, we got a couple more things to talk about with these 3.5 updates, as well as some questions from the audience. But before we do that, let me remind you that this episode of the Steam Deck Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of September. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Snackago, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Games. Y'all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. If you want to go check out those sister shows, if you want to write in to the Steam docket, just like a bunch of folks did this week all about uh, Steam OS 3.5, or if you want to go above and beyond and show your support, just like the Patreon producers did, you can find links to all that and much more at flipscreen.games. That's our website. Go over there, click on some stuff, however you choose to get involved or show your support. Steve and I, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. All right, Steve, so we got a couple more deets to get through. Mm. Tell me about the Mango HUD overlay. So I know this is a big thing for a bunch of people. Um, I, I know there was a few people on the Discord that were talking about this and they were really excited. I think Pilkey was one of them. Um, I think Team Linux was another. Um, and, you know, the performance overlay that you can have where it shows you the frame rate, maybe the little graph. Yeah. Well, out of the box, Valve obviously made their own defaults, right? So it goes from level one up to level four and it gets progressively more detailed. You can now completely customize that if you want to. If you're a big nerd like like me, you can build, make yourself a config file, a presets config file, um, and you can have a look on the Mango uh, GitHub. I think there's a, a couple of guides floating around. I'll see if I can um, put one in the in the description. Um, and you can basically put whatever you want in there. So you can say have like I've built one where all I've got is the frame rate and the battery life. 
so I can see the frame rate, make sure that's stable, and I can also have the battery life. I saw some people wanted the time on the screen at all times. You can have the time there as an overlay now, which is great because a lot of people lose track of time. They want like hyper focus on what game they're playing and they, they lose track of time. You can have the clock there at all times if you want to on the overlay. So you can truly customize it now to have whatever you want and you can customize each each preset level. You'll, you only have four of them. You still only have the four options, but you can customize each one individually and have whatever you want there, which is really nice. That's really cool. Can I, let me ask you a question. I saw on the Steam Deck subreddit some weeks ago that somebody was talking about how uh, if you don't have a HUD overlay, it can, or sorry, when you do have a HUD overlay, it can influence performance in a negative way. Um, and that there are certain games where getting rid of that those performance metrics will actually help you eke out a slightly better performance. So with something like this, if I'm making a custom that is spitting out less information, is mm -hmm. that taking less pull from your device? Um, I, I don't know that the performance hit is, is even there. I think it's kind of negligible. Um, Mango HUD's pretty much always running on, on Steam, uh, on the Steam Deck game mode from what I can tell. Uh, and a lot of it goes through there, right? Um, back when we, before we had the vibrancy slider, uh, there was like vibrant deck on as a decky plugin that went through Mango HUD in order to to tweak the colors so a lot of stuff goes through mango hud um I, I i can't say for certain that you know the the timing charts aren't making a a, a slight performance hit but i mean i'd imagine it's like what one frame per second if anything yeah. it's interesting i think it's more just for like if you want to customize it if you want to you know, change the font, add a background, pull out things that the default overlays don't pull out, like the time, for example, you can do that. Sure. Um, and, and it's nice. It's nice yeah, to be able to If it's given it. information that you don't care about, that's then taking up screen real estate. Yeah, I think that a lot a of difference. people, it's, it's given information people don't care about. Like, you know, you go up to the, the, I think it's level three, and it's showing me like fan speed and stuff. And I'm like, I don't care about any of this. You know, I'm yeah. here just for really I'm in there to check the frame rate, maybe the timing charts, maybe see what the GPU and CPU right. load is to see if it's, you know, um, balanced nicely versus CPU and GPU load. But for the most part, all I want to see is battery life and maybe frame rate, maybe uh, the time. Okay. So now talk to me about the firmware update you've got here because you're you, you say undervoting should now be possible with new voltage offset settings but i couldn't find these in the bios translate this for me because <laughs> I, I gotta tell you this is the only thing out of all your notes i was like i don't know i don't know what any of these these words mean <laughs> um so what is undervolting uh, oh so you can undervolt or overvolt a cpu or a gpu if you undervolt it it will deliver less power to it right fewer volts so I'm you know you. how you have is it's it's similar, similar to, to overclocking and overclocking similar gotcha. okay okay similar right. to that i know it what still that is. runs still runs at the same clock speed so uh -huh. still run at the same hertz but it it gets less power so if okay. you it, every single gpu cpu apu is slightly different even if it's the same model right mm -hmm. the one you have in your device might have hit the lottery it might be able to eke out so much more performance but with less power 
and Cryobyte did a really great video on this on how you can undervolt and overvolt your um, your Steam Deck and also overclock it. And nice. I recommend going to check out his video. But now undervolting and overvolting is built in and you don't need to, or, or theoretically it's built in. I couldn't find the option. I have no idea where it is. And I saw a bunch of people in the comments on the post that Valve put out, but I could not find it. So my guess would be it's probably there, but no one knows where. Or maybe it's they probably they just it another out, glitch, like the grayed out thing, where it's like, yeah, this is this should be here, right? Like, did you did you forget to toggle it on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so this is another nerd feature, similar to you know increasing the frame buffer rate uh, size from sure. one gigabyte to four gigabyte. You can go in and do that if you want to eke out, say, more battery life from your Steam Deck. You might want to undervolt the CPU okay. and the GPU, and if you're happy that it's not making performance, uh, giving you any performance hits, um, then then great. You're going to get a little bit more battery life out of your Steam Deck without having to worry about it. Or if you want to give it a little bit more power, I don't know if you can overvolt it. My guess would be it's only probably undervolting because um, Valve don't want anyone like melting their, yeah, their devices. Exactly. That could be, that could get dicey. So, I mean... I hear I hear your your disappointment, but it sounds like there's a lot there's a lot here that feels like it's still very much in development and that like these it's it's here to get these kinks worked out. So hopefully the next couple of weeks are eventful and we have a big update for you every week that, you know, another one of these features has gotten, you know, the the rough edges sanded down because it feels like that's where we're going. That would be my guess. Um, I've just read apparently that they've released another uh, BIOS update. So they spoke about firmware version 116. Apparently version firmware 118 is now available. Um, so I might need to update my Steam Deck again. And that does have uh, options in the BIOS for undervolt, but no overvolt. So there so, you go. <laughs> <laughs> so even by the time we recorded this, it's already it's already getting updates rolled out. So that's pretty good. But yes, I'm disappointed, but it's because, you know, I've been banging the VRR drum for like since the Steam Deck got released, right? It's like and, expectation. It's like you've been waiting yeah. for this for so long and to get there and have it still be underbaked. I get that. Like, yeah, and it's and it's on other devices, you know, the the arguably the Steam Deck's biggest competition, the ROG Ally, the cheaper version came out this week, the Z1 version, not the Z1 Extreme. So it's on par now in terms of price point with the 512 gigabyte model. That's got a VRR panel built into the into the actual device. It supports variable refresh rate. And there's no issues when you dock that thing with is VRR going to work? Is it not going to work? And that's a real shame. Like I really hope that Valve can fix that that one specific thing. Cause I I do think VRR is, is a game changing feature. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think. I definitely think it is. Um, I think that could be one of the things that really goes a long way in making the docked experience more, you know, viable, right? And like, a, and like a, a legitimate way you'd want to consider playing rather than, you know, something that feels like it's just so loaded with compromises. It's almost like, why bother, you know? Mm -hmm. So we have a couple questions uh, from the community here about, about 3.5. I want to jump into this first one. This one comes from Grassy Crow MK5, who wrote in on the Discord and said, I'm curious about if and when the OS will have an easy option for dual boot, or does it already in preview? Mm, sadly, it does not. 
So in order to dual boot, you're going to need to reflash your Steam Deck, um, and you're going to need to wait for the, the SteamOS installer for that, which is still not here. I'm hoping when this hits stable, that's the point where they're just like, oh, here you go. You can install this on any other um, PC that you want, because at the moment, the only way to install this on another PC is with the Hollow ISO, which was like extracted from the Steam um, Steam uh, Deck itself. It's not great. Um, so no, unfortunately, you still can't easily dual boot on the Steam Deck. You think that's functionality that'll ever come? I can't imagine. Yes. Like, you think they'll have a official support for that at some point? Yeah, they announced it when they announced the Windows drivers. So again, really? we've been waiting. For, yeah, we've been waiting oh. for this for like eighteen months. They said the dual boot is coming. Yeah, dual boot is I mean, coming. Or I forgot, I guess. But yeah, that's cool. Okay, nice. Well, good to know. This next one comes from Syrian Three, who wrote it and said. Will Discord voice chats work properly? Can the sound level be set differently from the game audio? Not in game mode. Um, nothing's changed on that front. Uh, you cannot change. There's no like audio mixer, unfortunately. You can on desktop mode. You can turn down the game volume. My recommendation for it, and it's a pain in the ass, right? You're going to have to go into the game's audio settings and turn down the master volume slider on whatever game you're playing. Have Discord running in the background. Um, it's it's a shame, but you know you could always use Steam's built-in voice chat because I know you had had really, really good, good. Yeah, you had really good um, use with that. Yeah, I did. Um, obviously, Discord is you know it's Discord, right? So it's it's a lot more ubiquitous, and you know your your friends are going to be on Discord already. But if you're you know only partying up with like one or, or a couple friends or whatever, and you guys are playing a Steam game, then I really don't think there's any reason to not use the uh, the native chat. It is so much better than it has any right to be. Yeah, I know. Especially when I was playing, considering when I was playing no one uses it. Yeah, yeah, literally, right? Who's using it? Because Discord is so popular. And if you're on a PC, you're using Discord. But uh, yeah, when I was playing Multiverses all the time last year with my friend Jack, that was the only way that we did voice chat was like we were both on Steam Deck. We both sometimes didn't even have headphones on and are just talking into the Steam Deck. and. It, God bless it. It worked really well. So, you know, uh, viable alternative if you need something in the meantime. Mm -hmm. uh, this next one comes from Stevie Yaki, who wrote in and said, does the update benefit streaming Starfield in any way? Because that's all I do. You know, it benefits Starfield in multiple ways. They specifically, and not streaming, right? Um, they specifically called out Starfield in the in the in the change log they said updated graphics drivers with many performance and functionality improvements improved performance for starfield fixed view model corruption in amnesia the bunker and launch failures for immortals of avium and kaiju agogo so starfield sh it should run smoother on the steam deck uh, but i have also found uh stevie that i stream it from my xbox Fuck me, it looks so much nicer with the more vibrant display. It looked so <laughs> washed out before, and I was like, that game already looks washed out, right? It, it really needs some contrast. Well, with the more vibrant display now, you can even chuck it in bo uh, Ultra boosted. Ultra display! What is know? it called? <laughs> Ultra mode display! <laughs> Put it in boosted, and then you'll actually well, be able boosted, to... Right. Yeah, you'll actually be uh, able to have a bit of color in that game. So <laughs> I would I would highly recommend uh, SteamOS 3.5 if you're streaming Starfield. Can I tell you, Steve, I came this close to buying a one terabyte Xbox Series S today at Target. 
my god. You know the new Xbox is like next year. Like we saw it leaked. What are you Sarah doing? Sarah needs one now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't what be waiting. What you need to do? Abandon Starfield. Go back to playing Baldur's Gate so she can use the Xbox. There you go. Problem solved. That's a move. That's a move. Yeah, there's also some other like minor things that we didn't touch on. I- improved sleep resume speed and Bluetooth connection stability. So uh, if you really want to get back into into Starfield streaming and you felt that the your Steam Deck was too slow waking up, it's marginally faster. That shit was already and, pretty fast. <laughs> and let me tell you, you will not notice. It's so marginal, you will not notice how much how it's being quicker at all. Here's the thing. That was already pretty quick. I'm not. I'm not gonna complain that it's faster. But I. There's nothing I love more than like it, this is like such a PC like uh, like gearhead thing when like uh, we're talking like we're bragging about tech specs and it's like we're able to shave one second off the boots. <laughs> it's like all right, cool, hell yeah, guys. Like I what? love that wow. somebody cared enough about that to do it, and then they're like, this is a feature. <laughs> what well, What about improved? Fade transitions between applications. That's that, also there. That's actually good because the fade is currently pretty dog shit. The fade between <laughs> when you click on a game and it like does the like we're configuring and boot like, like that. It's like <laughs> it's like one out of every ten times I have a moment where I'm like, is my Steam Deck gonna explode? Like, is this is this it? Yeah, so, I, I, that's I think, probably I good. Think that's, <laughs> I think it's more for like switching between apps. So like if you have, say, Spotify open, playing music in the background and you want to jump over to your game, like switching yeah, between just, them, it's like... Still, like, the, the transition always feels jerky. Anytime you transition between screens, it's like, okay, there we go. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit jank at times, yeah. So that makes sense to me. Uh, so Green Beanie wrote in and said, when is 3.5 going to release on stable? If this conversation has taught me anything, probably not for a couple weeks. <laughs> let me let me say, I really hope it's not anytime soon, because I would really, really like them to fix some of the major bugs in this version of SteamOS before they do. Yeah. Um, or at least delay VRR. Like, if you're going to release the rest of SteamOS 3.5 with HDR support and all of the color stuff and all of that, of the SMT fixes, fine. But VRR is not ready to be released. Absolutely not. Okay. Good to know. Uh, any other details you want to share on 3.5 uh, before we jump into some other questions from the Steam Docket? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it's it's fine. Um, I, I think I would have liked, uh, liked a little bit more in here, considering how long we've been waiting for a big patch. Um, but for the most part, you know, if you don't use your Steam Deck docked, go ahead and update. If you do... And you don't, and you know you've got a TV where you can turn FreeSync off, and you use the official dock. It's fine if you use a third-party dock. Chance are you're also going to be fine, but it's not ready for prime time. I think I'm going to update so I can talk about it with you some more next week. And I'm not, I'm not docked it in so long, so I'm not, I'm not too pressed about that. Yeah, I mean, see if it works on your TV. You might have, I don't know if your TV supports VR, I would guess it probably yeah, does. But yeah, 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 it does. It's whether it supports AMD FreeSync, because HDMI is VR. I don't know HDMI, if it has FreeSync support. Yeah. I, I've never used VRR an AMD way. device on it that wasn't my Steam Deck, so I'm not, 
I'm not totally uh, sure. Well, you have your Xbox is it and PS5 is it AMD, but um, they You're don't. Right. They I'm use sorry. H- I I just did the opposite. I'm like, we just talked about this on Nintendo, right? They none of them do that. So yeah, <laughs> but um, I because uh, the Xbox One used to be AMD FreeSync, but now I think it's just HDMI Forum VR. Like I feel like it does have free sync. Probably my TV has free sync and G sync, and I don't even have an Nvidia device that could use G sync. So there's like a special port, and it's got the Nvidia logo on it, and it's like green, and it says G sync on it, and it's like really gamer. And I'm like, I'm never using that. Yep. Yeah, my TV does have it. Okay, perfect. So try it. Might end up with a black screen. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what I can do for next. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Mine's on here. Mine's on here. It does. Oh my god. Yeah, it definitely does. It looks like every it looks like every decent TV they've made since like 2018 supports it. So I think I've got it. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll check it out and report back. All right. So we got we got a couple more questions uh, from the Steam docket. We're going to jump into, and uh, again, we've got like a. a so many in here from the last couple of weeks. We're going to do a mailbag episode one of these weeks um, when there is less news to talk about. But mm-hmm. been a busy couple of weeks uh, in Steam Deck land. Uh, this one comes from Stevie Yaki, though, who wrote in and said, what's been your favorite feature added to the Steam Deck over the past year? And what feature are you most hopeful for <laughs> in the next year? I think this is a good uh, good question yeah. in the context of 3.5. Uh, is, is what you hope for the next year VRR still, Steve? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It would have been my favorite feature had it have worked. Um, so I guess my fa- my favorite feature added over the past year. Oh, I don't really know what's been added since last year, but I would guess HDR at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like struggling to think about the timeline of added features, but I guess it's HDR. Because like I really liked the um, ability to change the refresh rate on the panel, right? That was a, a massive feature that they added. But that came pretty soon after launch. And I think that came like within a couple of months. I think it was there before you even got yours. But I was like really excited about the fact that you could you could change the the refresh rate on the display finally. Um so it would probably be HDR in the last year, I would say. Yeah, I guess, right? Like I, I I'm I'm struggling to think of another thing like that that I was like dying for that then i i was excited about when it came i'm I'm struggling to think of one but for for the next year for the next year for you it's definitely vrr right yeah i mean i want vrr in the next couple of weeks like not next year aside from that i think i want the docked improvement to be improved uh, the docked experience to be improved even more beyond this you know i want the ability to to have different performance modes and not even I'm not even talking about game settings, right? I want the ability because I get that that might be tricky, and every game's different, and it stores the game settings differently. I would really like to be able to just say on when I'm docked on my TV, I want to cap it at thirty. When I'm handheld, yeah. I want to cap it at forty. When I'm when I'm on handheld, I want to set a max TVP of ten watt. When I'm docked, I want to I want to max it all out set the gpu clock to be the maximum and just kind of go to town with it and i think being able to have a different experience on docked and handheld they need to improve that somewhat 
Yeah, I would say the the that's one of them for me for sure is having some kind of feature, whether it's like setting up um like like profiles or something like that, you know, but having the ability to have presets saved where when I'm in handheld, this is the default settings I use on the game. And when I'm docked, these are the default settings that I use on the game. Because that was a a major thing that dissuaded me from taking advantage of the docked experience after a while because I don't want to have to change the settings every time I play the game on a different display. Like, it's just annoying. And, you know, I am the kind of gamer where, like, convenience is important. And if it's going to take me 10 minutes every time I want to switch to plug in the dock and get it set up and then I got to change all my features and then when I unplug it it's running in a way that doesn't work on the deck I got to change everything back like that's just annoying and I I don't I don't want to do that and I think it speaks to a bigger problem too where like I would just like there to be uh, a preset system for game uh, configurations the same way there is for controller configurations because that works so well it's tough it's really tough I think because a lot of a lot of people want like the ability to I want to pull down that I want medium textures and this resolution and this number of shadows. That's really tough because that's stored on a per game basis. It might break between right. updates. You don't know if the, the developer's expecting to be able to store those settings on Steam. But the built-in presets would be nice for just like the, the stuff you can get in the quick access menu. Allow me to yeah. share those and, and have those sync. But I think ultimately I, I do want like settings sharing. Thing. Like I'd love yeah. an a, ability for them to add something to the the Steam SDK that developers can kind of tap into and be like, okay, as well as storing saves on the cloud, I'm also going to store settings on the cloud. And then we can have the ability to toggle between them. That would be really nice. It would be. And, and I, I totally am with you where, like, I get that being a, a maybe a tall order in some cases. But <clears throat> I think giving us a preset situation where we could be like, anytime you connect to an external display, use this, would go a long way in making that less frustrating. Because at the very least, then you remove a step for me and I have to go and look up a preset guide on IGN or Reddit or yeah. whatever, right? Once and save it, and then I'm done, right? And I can move on. Like, that's all right. But when I have to, you know, toggle between these two presets manually every time I want to take advantage of the dock, I'm never going to use the dock. I'm just not. I I dock my Steam Deck pretty regularly, and I do, I mean, not only for charging, right? It's nice and convenient to have a place where I can plug it in and charge it. But I, I do play games on there pretty regularly, and I and but I find myself playing specific types of games that I don't need to change between settings. Stuff like Jackbox or FMV games or things like Vampire Survivors. I played so much of that, but I'm not changing settings between them. Um, uh, it's just a a game I can play docked, and then I can take it with me, and I don't have to worry about yeah. changing resolutions or any of that stuff. I do I do completely agree that it's annoying, and it would be nice to to have some improvements there. I think it would legitimately change the way I use the deck. I think I would get a lot more usage out of it if that were the case. I would use it in, in docked mode more, and I would play a wider variety of games on the deck because, like, with Baldur's Gate, I really wanted to play it on my TV, but I, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to put it to its max settings on Steam Deck for it to still look like shit. You know, it's like it looks better on a smaller display. Hmm. 
All right, this next question, and we're going to close it out for the day on this one. This one comes from uh, Cold Soul. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It, it kind of ties back to our, our conversation last week in an interesting way. Uh, Cold, Cold Soul wrote in and said, Dude, how cool would it be if Valve's next piece of hardware was a console? Same power as a PS5 or Xbox Series X, but it ran the Steam OS on it. I'd sell my PS5 for that if they were the same in performance. It beats running an HDMI cable across the room to hook my PC up to the TV. Cold Soul, let me tell you, download Moonlight or Sunrise or whatever the uh, free implementation of that is. Download Moonlight and stream across the room. You'll have a decent enough experience. But I'm 100% with you. I would be so excited if they did a little PC that was $499. They could even ask AMD with their partnership. Can we just have the same chipset, please? <laughs> like, you know, they're the same, basically the same chips in the Xbox and the PS5. I'm sure AMD would be fine to just sell it to Valve as well. And then we can have a comparable experience with, uh, with SteamOS and access to the entire Steam library, which would be insane. Yeah, though I think it would be a real game changer um, for valve as a whole we talked about it a lot last week about how that could really elevate the ecosystem you know we, we um we, we talked about this i guess over a year ago now right but there was that xbox documentary uh that xbox put out on their youtube channel that was i think it's always on is the name or something like that and mm -hmm. they talked about how they looked at the xbox as like their play for the living room right and like how they could make a you know how they could take what they did with windows pcs and and gaming there and bring a bring a living room box that competes with what sony was doing with the playstation right and like i see that for valve like obviously they've already cornered the market on pc gaming with like 90 percent of the people that play pc games and the idea that like the steam deck has been this kind of evangelization tool for folks that don't want the baggage of PC gaming, but want to take advantage of the Steam ecosystem, want to take advantage of, you know, indie games coming there first, want to take advantage of playing fan games and mods and hacks and all, all the, the fun stuff of PC gaming, but without you needing the, the technical uh, know-how to build a rig and, or to design a rig and then build it and maintain it, right? Um, that's something that a lot of folks just like don't have the bandwidth for, Right. And that, that's not what they want out of the hobby. What they want out of the hobby is is playing games. And the Steam ecosystem is a great place to buy and play games. And the Steam Deck has shown that that doesn't have to be uh, a, a, a walled garden. Right. It doesn't have to be a thing that's alienating to casuals. And I think if they are able to, to develop a set top box that mirrors that experience, but rather than a handheld, it's just, hey, it's a home console. You know what a home console is right like you're familiar with that i think i think that really will speak to a lot of people i do yeah me too and uh, you know we spoke about that at length last week uh if you want to hear about our ideas for a esteem home console consolified pc i think the article we were reading was uh was calling it go check that episode out it was a really good discussion um does have a vr angle to it as well so if you're interested in vr it's well worth a listen i think yeah, make sure you go check it out. So, remember, gang, if you want to write in for the Steam Docket, you can hit us up, questions at flipscreen.games. You can come join the Discord and keep the conversation rolling between episodes, however you choose to get involved or write in. We'd love to hear from you. You know, we've got a ton of questions in the Steam Docket. 
that have been building up. So literally the first week where we don't have news, we're going to go all out on a mailbag episode. So keep writing in uh, with your questions and uh, we will, of course, answer them as we can. But uh, thank you so much to everybody who's written in so far. We really appreciate it. Uh, if yeah. you want to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to say also go and listen to this week's uh, Nintendo noise. If you are interested in, a, in some weird via, Valve tie in and you can hear Phil Spencer talking about buying up Valve as a Microsoft product. Xbox ready to buy <laughs> Valve and Nintendo. You got to go listen to Nintendo noise, everybody. Go listen to that one as well. That was a good episode. Yeah, we had a good time on that one. So go check it out. Uh, however you choose to get involved, we really appreciate y'all tuning in for this week's episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. Remember, over on flipscreen.games, you can get involved in the community. You can write into the show. You can go above and beyond on Patreon to show your support. Get the show early. Get a bunch of other perks and goodies. And most importantly, help keep these mics and lights hot. However you choose to get involved, thanks a lot. We appreciate you. Go click on some stuff. It helps us out a lot. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week.